next friend. I wrote this song. Uh, my turn-ons are satin sheets and the way champagne tickles my nose. I love to paint outdoors. Listen, you should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. The French duh, not the oh, oh, duh. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with more W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hello, Carl. Hey, Mike. Good to be here once again. Ready once to again. this film. Yes, and we... happy to be on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny Radio. We are on Mutiny Radio right this gosh darn minute, as we are every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We've had this slot for six years, dude. Yeah, man, mm. we've been on... We've, we've had, I keep saying we have over 500 shows and one day that'll be true, but I think we're on like 300. <laughs> so like, but anyway, uh, yeah. So mutinyradio.fm, we love them. We love being part of it. We love being on their Sunday afternoon, right after what's really happening with Luke Sayer. And we also uh, want you to support Mutiny Radio. You know, it's out of San Francisco. Yeah. They, they help the community uh, somehow. And uh, they do live shows on definitely Monday. Uh, and uh, Fridays, you can check it out. Go to muniradio.fm, check out their lineup, pick a show. Why don't you go? You could subscribe on iTunes. You could subscribe to our podcast. It's L W A F L M O Y T by the acronym. And also, you can donate to Mutiny Radio by going to Venmo and throw what you can at Mutiny Radio. So, Carl, we're going to watch a movie on YouTube. Yes. And we want the audience to watch the movie with us and listen yes. to the podcast at the same time. Because sometimes movies are hard to watch by yourself. Uh, yeah, this one is... Uh, you can watch this one on, on your own, but uh, it's more fun <laughs> with us. It's more fun with us. Uh, Carl, what is this movie this week? Okay, this week we will watch... Finder's Fee, 2001. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Finder's Fee. Don't be a dummy. There's apostrophe S there. Finder's Fee, 2001. The channel we like is eccentric, but it's spelled all weird. E-X-C-N-T-R-Y-C-K. Eccentric. I wonder if I have that one queued up. I know there was one that said preview only, and that really confused me. <laughs> so, all right. Eccentric Finders is the one. Fee. Finder's Fee. This is from 2001. Uh, never forget. Uh, th this That means we're watching a movie that's only 20 years old today. Yeah, oh that's yeah. right. That's not, it doesn't say 19 anything. Oh, right. Uh, eccentric. Okay, good. So I am all queued up. So here's what we want you to do. We want you to type in Finder's Fee. Don't be an idiot. Put the apostrophe S. Yes. Uh, 2001. When you find it, uh, courtesy of eccentric, spelled with it in a very eccentric manner. Yeah, try. <laughs> click the link listen this is a lot of information we're going to give you a break you're going to have plenty of time to do oh, this but go click the, the link slide hit, the slider they gotta hit pause first yeah oh sorry sorry yeah no 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 be I right yeah carl, carl, no 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 carl carl listen here's what you do you watch the movie you hit pause uh i'm, oh, I'm all out of order so listen just go <laughs> ahead click the link hit pause move the slider to the left so you got zero 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 and uh we're all going to at the count of go we're all going to hit play and watch the movie together. We're really excited. Today, we have a, a special celebrity comedian yeah. to 
do our celebrity comedian countdown. Right. Uh, this is a very funny comedian out of the Garden State. Uh, Carl you may oh ooh, uh, <laughs> probably uh carl you're running out of you're running out of comedians you're gonna be like uh <laughs> yeah and hey. my mother-in-law ladies and gentlemen hey so headliner doug stanhope hey you're really good <laughs> hey listen can you do my slurry countdown all the open micers have, have done it and I'm, I'm now just asking headliners <laughs> anyway so this guy is a headliner oh, this lady is a headliner this comedian Oh, God. All right. I'm going to dig a hole. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Danny Detchy. Welcome, Danny. Hey, hello, Carl. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad Thanks. to have you on. We are old friends from mm -hmm. San Francisco. You know, I met you visiting out there several times. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I love about you is, I mean, I wouldn't call you a prop comic, but you're using that pencil. Tell me about that. Yeah, pencil. Yes, I drum the pencil on my cheek. Um, yeah, like a lot of kids, when I was a kid, I, I used to drum the, uh, try to play music by uh, drumming fingers on my cheek. Uh, my, but I found out if I can, I taught myself how to drum a pencil on my cheek, I can play more songs. And uh, yeah, I can do it. It's. Uh, I'm, do you want me to play a song, a quick song, or I can? Yeah. Uh, um. How about uh, let's you know the song Popcorn. That would be a good yeah. one. Sure, Popcorn. Okay. So the, simply, I drum the end of a pencil on my cheek and uh, move my mouth and go. Oh my god. <laughs> and it was not all like that. So hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Simple that. Now, the, the my favorite time you ever used the pencil was you had an appearance on the Gong Show. Yes, yeah, I was on the uh, the new the latest version of the Gong Show. Uh, yeah, that was that was fun. Um, I, I dressed up in a uh, you can see it on 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 my on my website, but uh, yeah, I was on the Gong Show and what's what's his I forgot the name of the judge. There were three judges. Uh, right. Um, and also, I didn't know the uh, the host was Mike Myers. Uh, he yeah. was disguised, and I had no idea. So yeah, I was on the Gong Show. Uh, I dressed up as a sergeant. I played. Uh, I think it was Yankee Doodle Dandy. They asked me to play that. They, they told me what to play. And um, and so also the, the pencil. You let them know that it was the same pencil. Oh, oh yeah, it was the same pencil that I used to fail the SAT test. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, your yeah. unlucky pencil. You kept it all these years. Right. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Will Ferrell. What's his? Uh, Will Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Yeah, he was the yeah. judge that gonged me. Uh, but the other judges, uh, uh, they they uh, they they like my act. And uh, actually, uh, I forgot what her name is, but it's a uh, Borat's wife was one of the judges, and she said I'm a genius. So that's great. <laughs> and they they're patriots. They love the song you play, right? <laughs> now, yeah. People can see that on DannyDetchy.com. Now, it's Danny, we know, but it's D-E-C-H-I, D-E-C-H-I, right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, Danny Detchy. So I always love going out to San Francisco because I'm out there to see Mike Spiegelman, my co-host, but I'm bumping into people I know out there, including you, and you were good enough to throw me on stage. Every Tuesday, you've got a gig at, it's called Neck of the Woods, right? Tell us about that gig. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're always welcome. You're in town. It's uh, it's a free show in Neck of the Woods every Tuesday. 
It's 7 p.m. It's the the venue's name is uh, Neck of the Woods. Um, and uh, yeah, just call I call it the Comedy Blast uh, a little bit. Uh, but it's basically that I have about 20 comics uh, show up. Uh, I put them on on a list, and um, so, so yeah, I do it so that I don't want comics to a bunch of comics. I make a list so I don't want a bunch of comics drive down there and then they can't get on. Right. So, uh, so I do a list and uh, yeah, I get 20 comics every Tuesday. It's free. It's fun. Get good crowds. If you're in the area, come on down. It's great. It's a nice room because the stage is very nice, you know, very yeah. elevated. Yeah. Yeah. So nice stage. You are no stranger to this show. You appeared on this show also last christmas we did the christmas trailers and you did voices for it yeah that was fun yeah we did uh yeah we did that was fun doing the christmas trailer like that all these uh, movies that we did and uh, with our, our myself and other uh, funny people's voices were on it that was great yeah that what you were a big part of uh soul the disney pixar one but you were the star of that tom hanks one right <laughs> yes <laughs> I forget yeah, was, the name of that film now, uh, uh, yeah. but you did a really good role because it's rough and tough Tom Hanks, and then it's your voice. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That's highly amazing. How you, uh, yeah, and it took a lot of work from you. Probably did a lot of work, too, trying to coordinate it. And get yeah. everyone together to do it and do the scripts. Yeah. Um, now, you, uh, we know you as a comedian, and we know you as a pencil musician, but you are also an author. Uh, you wrote a book called I Didn't Want to Pay for a Rent-A-Car. It's like a road trip novel. Tell us about that. Sure. I didn't want to pay for a rent-a-car. It's, uh, it's a story about two buddies who are traveling from the East Coast to the West Coast, uh, uh, driving in a car, uh, and they make it in six hours, not six days, but six hours because their car is being towed by an airplane. <laughs> Yeah, and, and they also have a, a although he, um, one of the buddies didn't tell his friend about that. He was surprised. He was kind of, you know, of course, shocked when he found out that the car was being towed by an airplane. Um, and, and he also has a camera on the dashboard and to record their whole uh, journey. And when they got to the West Coast, they presented it for a, a film uh, comp uh, competition or a film festival. Great ending. That's terrific. <laughs> uh, there were no pee breaks, I'm sure. So yeah. Oh. <laughs> People can catch this, uh, people can buy this on Amazon, right? Yes, yeah, that's right. You can go to Amazon, just type in my name uh, uh, or um, or or just uh, I didn't want to pay for a rent-a-car and they'll find it right there. Perfect. Okay, so how can people find you out there on uh, social media and the internet? I already mentioned dannydutchie.com. Uh, how else can people catch you? Yeah, besides my website, I'm also on Facebook. Just, uh, just type in Danny Detchie. And um, Facebook, on, on Twitter, on uh, Instagram. Yeah, just type in Danny Detchi and you'll, you'll find me right there. D-E-C-H-I. D-E-C-H-I. Okay, now everyone at home is poised to watch this movie with us. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to press play at home at the exact same time we do in the studio. So, Danny, why don't you go ahead and give us that celebrity comedian countdown? Three, two, one. That was fantastic. Uh, mm -hmm. Hey, Shavik Entertainment, that's the number one name. When you hear Shavik, you think entertainment. Yeah, you think Jewish entertainment. 
<laughs> you, do you think Jewish entertainment? Wait a minute. A film by Jeff Probst. Where yeah. Did I hear, where did I hear that name from? Survivor. He's the host of Survivor? Yeah. This Look is the goofy tech. What is that in the rain? What is that there? It's my wallet, dude. Hey, man, that's my wallet. Oh, ew, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. This is his first film ever, yeah. Yeah, that's the reason why I picked TV it. Before this. Yeah, well, he was, uh, remember there was two guys, a girl and a pizza place? Uh, yeah, he was, well, first of all, I think he's Canadian. Let me just look at him. No, he's there. totally Canadian. He's totally Canadian. His fucking Twitter handle is like Val City, uh, <laughs> Van, Van City Ryan or whatever. Okay, so he was in the Canadian teen soap opera called Hillside in 91 through 93. And then he was in Two Guys and a Girl. You're right. 98 yeah. to 2001. But there was one point where they shortened the title. They took out and the pizza place. Mm. And, and there was actually a very memorable Saturday Night Live sketch with a sitcom called and the pizza place. Which oh, just that's featured... funny. Ooh, production designer is Tink. Do yeah. You have Tink's, do you have Tink's phone number? Uh, I, I don't think so. You don't think that? Uh, that one must have took you a while to think up. <laughs> I, taught, I taught that up pretty, pretty darn quick. So he would go on after this movie to be in National Lampoon's Van Wilder. Which oh, we yes. Which we, did we do that movie? Nope. Would we do that movie if it's on sure. YouTube? Yeah. I just put it in my DVD queue. Uh, I didn't know it was on YouTube. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. I don't know. You know, it's funny. I recently watched the most recent Van Wilder, or maybe not. Written and directed by the Survivor. Yeah. Host. Yeah. Probst. Yep. Probst. Now, Probst. is this a straight-to-video movie, or is this like a Canadian No, movie? no. This was a film that was released in uh, Seattle first, but then in the States. No, this is a for-real-ass film. Now... This is our hero. His name is Tepper. And uh -huh. right now we're learning that he's a nice guy because he's really, really sweet to his neighbor. And she's like, I think someone's stealing the letters because my kids never write to me anymore. And he's uh, like, oh, you poor soul. Like, uh, not this. The head. He's doing a routine. Listen, lady, there's no mic here tonight. <laughs> She looks familiar, right? Doesn't she look like, well, she's probably not the uh, archetypical. I, I don't think this, this production could afford it. This production had a lot of stars, but they're all not stars yet. You know what I mean? Well, I did see Matthew Lillard got a with credit. Yep, Matthew Lillard's in it. And he's, oh, oh. A, he's a major player. Is he good in it? I like him. Yep. I like that guy. Yeah. yeah. All right, good. Well, I look forward to that. Who else did I saw James Earl Jones? Yep. Yeah. He'll take any role. That's offered. Listen, yeah. he he's he's just coasting, dude. Right. He, right. I mean, yeah. yeah. This was a period in which he would take any role. He really would. He only did that for a while. I seriously, I'm not kidding. I think it was time for his retirement. I think he was getting ready for retirement. Now, you know, he he was married to Ozzie Davis, right? I don't know. I did she not pass away. No, I know. I mean, he's he's such a uh, right, like a national treasure. He's so huge that yeah. everybody, I wouldn't be able to tell you anything. Yeah. Okay, so he's walked in on his apartment, and who should be there but his girlfriend Carla? Which doesn't make sense. They're supposed to get together later. Okay. Well, now, she has news, right? No, she's not pregnant. Oh, phew. 
<laughs> okay. Tonight they're supposed to get engaged. Now it's not like usually it's like a guy pops a surprise on a young lady, but no, yeah. he knows all about it. Apparently she gave him the deadline. Mm. Uh, you know, so she really shouldn't be there. They're supposed to get together later. There's his ring. That much is hidden. Huh. So well, yeah, what we're right. seeing here is like, she, it's not like she's controlling. It's like she's... Uh, a bridezilla? Okay. Uh. In the nicest way ever, she's controlling. She wants to make sure we're getting married and you're giving me a ring, but it's nice. Now, look, the lotto numbers are up there. Yeah. 10-23-91. This is weird. First off, what lottery has three fucking numbers? 10-23-91. Big three. Exactly the big three. Right. Exactly right. Well, you know, I, I remember when we used to bet on the big one. I would always bet at 14. Never got it. <laughs> because there's 14 steps that led into my apartment, Carl. Uh -huh. that's, why, that's my number. It sound logic, and you would count them on your way up and on the descent. Oh, and if gosh. you misstepped, you'd have to fucking do it all over. God damn it. God damn it. And then I step in a crack. It's just a fucking <laughs> deal. Uh, I should mention, I'm trying to think of good cinematic lottery ticket movies. And I could think of lottery ticket movies, like there was one with Michael Moore directed a – no, Michael Moore played a guy who had a – oh, it was, it was Lisa Kudrow – and John Travolta, and they had some swindle they were doing with the TV lottery, I think. Okay, so that's uh, – John Travolta rarely makes a bad film. That sounds like a horrible film. Yeah, you know, it must have been a, a rare misstep for Mr. Travolta because it was a terrible movie. It was uh, very hard to watch. So there's also the one with Nicolas Cage and Rosie – It Could Happen Perez. to You. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that one sounds like a charming movie. That's not like a movie. Her her umbrella has changed color. It was white, but look, oh no, it's black. The the internet told me that there was a continuity error and her umbrella changes color. But the truth is, the top is one color and the bottom is a second color. So shut up, internet. Shut up, internet. Oh, does that feel good to say that? Yeah. Yeah. Screw yous. <laughs> yeah, that's not like bunker. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah thank you now the lottery look 10 23 91 okay right. that's how americans okay look here it isn't 10 23 20 okay <clears throat> the um that we're gonna find out that this is a birthday 10 23 oh gosh and of course so you know what i bet everyone bets their birthday if it's only three numbers now there's the wallet he found Ooh, this guy's a real uh, old lady. Firefighters Union. Yeah. Oh, by the way, that's my bank. <laughs> now, the only there's no Avery, Avery. There's no Avery Phillips. That's who's. But in the wallet is the number for his brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. Oh yeah. Like most wallets, does your wallet have your brother-in-law's phone number? Now, now look. Here's a lottery ticket. Now, we just learned the winning numbers. Yeah, so, it, Victor, it was one, two, three. It was 10, 91. Oh, that's my birthday. I was born in 1991. Wait, you're 10, 
You're 10. 10 one. 10-1. I said I told you my birth date. I told you my bank. What else about myself? My mom made a name. <laughs> you, you're O positive, right? You're an O positive. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, Carl, a little bit about myself. My phone number is uh, 415-623-6. Oh, that's my social security number. Sorry. I remember your, your phone number was displaying on the Zoom, and you were like, Carl, you are not making that a video. <laughs> oh yeah man dude i used to what a wacky year of zoom uh yeah. shows but i had a wedding i had a nice little section of my apartment where i can sit and perform and my laptop does not do background so i would have to physically put a green screen behind me but i found like a nice area but my wedding license was there you mm. know with my social security number five one and uh, I just didn't want that information wait, available. Wait. I got to interrupt you. Wait, Please. watch, watch. Oh, yeah. We got to watch this movie. He just realized the lottery ticket is in the wallet. Yes. Now, he's already called Victor, the brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. 102391. Was he? Oh, he's going to. Yeah. All Duh. right. Hey, it's for my benefit, Carl. It's for the audience's benefit. I'm a little slow here, okay? I asked for milk duds an hour ago. I was like, I'm just cleaning the bathroom. You have to go to the concession stand. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's numbers on the phone, too. <laughs> I see a 10. I see a 23. Tonight's big three jackpot is worth $6 yeah. million. Dollars. The winning numbers right. are unrealistically... Someone's birthday. Six, six numbers and someone's birthday. So tell me how you picked the winning number. Oh, I was a big fan of Halloween back in 87. Whatever is the person who picks the number's birthday. Yeah. It's my pin number, which is also my birthday. Oh, Lillard, finally, man. Lillard, here he is, Scooby-Doo, yeah. Shaggy himself, Shaggy himself. You know what? I have to say that he was he became the house voice of Shaggy after the two movies, live-action movies he did. Well, and yeah, but Casey Kasem retired the role. Yes, that's true, but there was also, I think there was someone else. I always think Gary Owen used to do Shaggy, too. You're right. It was, it was famously DJ Casey Kasem's voice. Yeah. And so then I for the... The movie he just Lillard just pulled it off so amazingly yeah. that uh, they they said Warner well, Hanna Barbera says you know we do all these these uh, Scooby Doo movies and and specials and videos we're gonna have you as the house voice but there was a movie called Scoob exclamation point and he wasn't the voice of Shaggy and it was so hard to watch oh that's weird that's different. but he is he is the voice in the fighting game there's a Warner Brothers like uh, Super Smash Brothers game that's coming out and it's gonna be all different property characters. And mm -hmm. he is the voice of Scoob. So you can now, fight as Scooby. Now, uh, Matthew Lillard has walked in. His name is Fishman. That's his last name. Fishman. I saw it very, spelled Jewishly. Yeah. Sound like Fisherman's Friend, like the, the mint. Uh, you call that thing a mint? That thing tastes like a rug. It's like a carpet <laughs> sample. You know? Jesus Christ. What, what are our fathers thinking back in the day? Oh, this is refreshing. Yeah, right. I mean, it tastes like uh, like yeast and tiger's milk. And <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey Spiegelman. Hey, Art, you want some of it? Oh, my father's <laughs> name. 
Now, what he was name. doing was he was up. Oh, he's hiding the ticket. He now, came in the is... house and he's pretty much complaining about their circle of friends who are coming over for poker. He's saying that uh, this Quigley is a fucking asshole and a selfish bitch. And Bolin is a nicey, nice, goody two shoes. And he's complaining about all the gambling debts he has. Like Matthew Lillard is playing a badass here. Well, he's definitely like eating up the furniture. I mean, no offense to this actor, but you can no, just. No, this tell guy's it. bland. You're right. I mean, this look, he's something to look at, you know? Yeah. No, he's looking, he's constantly moving. Facial expressions. And yeah. Got the yeah. acting going. Now, this was shot in Canada, but we're pretending it's New York City. Oh, so they're, oh my God, he knew what I did last summer, Carl. He knew <laughs> what I did last summer. He still knows what I did last summer. Wait, he was in that movie? Yes, he's the guy with the fisherman's uh, Dash raincoat. D Dash Mihawk, is that who we're talking about? Well, no, I'm talking about the, he looks like the character. He looks oh, like the killer. Oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. It wasn't the actual, I don't know who played the actual killer. And it was, <laughs> he had like a, a fisherman's uh, raincoat. If only we had Google. Oh, is that why? Yeah, that's why. He had the yellow jacket and he had a hook, of course. Which he, a meat hook, not like a pirate hook. I got a letter in the mail once that said, I know what you did last summer. And it was like fucking nothing. You sat on the couch. <laughs> no, I he did some Zoom job. shows. Yeah. You shiftless bitch. Oh, here then he it, is. Then it ended love, mom. Love yeah, it. here is Ryan Reynolds. It's right. his first movie ever, but he's no stranger to like acting and being a heartthrob and stuff like this. It's just his first break in the films. Now, do you think he's got work done? Like, can we play the game where we look at a, his first film and then think of him now and see if there's anything noticeably different? Not... The beard gets in the way of like his jawline. Is that yeah. something they do with plastic surgery jawlines? Maybe you you have to have a right chin. That's the reason why you you obsess and get plastic surgery. Oh, look at that! It's Ooh, a the mix poker mix. Yeah, and, mi the, and that yes. CD player with the open top like that. Yeah, and it's all it's sideways. It's sort of like one of those cars that the door doesn't go left and right; it goes <laughs> up. Up, yeah. Well, what was it? What was that stupid Harmon Carmen? There was some kind of like famous uh, CD player where you hung it on the wall like a clock. Uh -huh, and, like wood paneling and it would open sideways like that or uh, i don't know if those things would last man i do a lot of wear and tear on cd players and like novelty shit like that cracks breaks or just doesn't read you know what i mean yeah and and uh, the one i we had in the house sucked so bad every hour it would go cuckoo cuckoo <laughs> Terrible. Carl, that's a cuckoo clock, not a CD player. Oh, oh. It, it was the way you described it stood on the wall. Oh, yeah. I was hoping you would, you would remember what I'm talking about. You go, yeah, I distinctly remember that wooden stand on the wall CD player. You go into like a shit crap store, you know, like the one with the vibrating chair and the... Uh, <laughs> Sharper image. Yeah, Brookstone. And they would have like the, the world's greatest CD player. It, you're right. hanging on the fucking wall, motherfuckers. Yeah, it's got it's diagonally angled. It looks yeah. different. It's a yeah. sharper image. It's a sharper so, image. <laughs> okay, right now, what is being established is uh, Quigley, who's Ryan, yeah. is a sort of like skunk, and he's he's divorced, and he stole wine from his job to bring tonight. That's and Bolin, nice. 
yeah, well, okay. And Bolin is a goody goody two shoes and he works at a camp that is, you know, his father, he inherited from his father and he's, he's just a nicey nice married, uh, everything's sunshine and roses. So it's hitting us over the head a little bit, but our characters are established. I do like them playing poker. I miss playing poker, by the way, but I also, uh, and I guess in 2001, I was hardcore poker. Uh-huh. This is like literally a kitchen table game, right? So they're not going to be doing hold them the whole time. Uh, no, they're not. Now, what they'll do a few other games, though. Uh, well, they'll do certainly one other game. Well, they, um, they have stud, hold them, uh, seven cards. I mean, they'll play darts, is what I mean. Oh, no. I got Oh, I thought you meant different kinds of poker games. Now, when I was dating my wife, she was just my girlfriend at the time. Every Saturday night, we'd play poker. <laughs> It, it, what, where was that in your house? Was it up front? Oh, or? The chips, I cashed them in. <laughs> it was, was it in the front or in the rear? <laughs> it was in the rear, and she had the best poker hand. <laughs> Wait, Carl, was there liquor at all? And oh, where was the lo- yes. Where was but the location of the liquor? I would never do it dry. In the beginning, I would always liquor. And then, so we, you- then I'd poker. We'd play poker. <laughs> Okay, I have to stop now because even I'm sick of me. I was trying to make you say liquor in the front and poker in the rear, but everyone. <laughs> oh, got you. You were leading me. Yeah, great job. I was leading you. I could lead cats better than you. <laughs> you lead dogs. You don't lead cats. Okay, heard so cats. right now he's like, listen, I know you're marrying this girl and it's sort of like a starter ring. So if you want a better one, I know a guy. And then Fishman's like, you're such a skunk. You're trying to make a fuck off your friend. And Bolin's like, no, he's being a nice guy. And, you know, they're just hitting us over the head with the character. Now, you know, it's funny. You you made a voice and it kind of reminds me. I know we have the audio off, but being in a room with Matthew Lillard and Ryan Reynolds must make your ears bleed at a certain uh, point, right? Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Well, I didn't notice that watching this film. You want to listen to a second or two? Yeah, let me see how cloying it is. Oh, you're doing the audio? No, no, it's interesting. We go through the audio. It doesn't matter. I, I listen to our shows. It doesn't come through. It, uh, it doesn't? Well, you know what? We're punk rock or DIY, and we sample, and, you know, it's the we take it out of context and put it in a new, uh, appropriate it into a new medium. Wow, you're so deep. Yeah, it's it's a cheap way of saying that our production value has fucking shrunk to shit after the pandemic. <laughs> During the pandemic, we would be free times. You know, we would have like a uh, I don't know, like a fondue set in the studio, and just be like, "Hey, you want some fondue? You want to, you know, you want to use the one mic?" There's the lottery ticket. Uh oh. What does the fondue? <laughs> hey. 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 What was Fonzie's favorite letter? A. Actually, it's a trick question. Fonzie was illiterate. Oh, very good. Yeah, thank you. I wrote that six years. I wrote that a long time ago. Yeah. I wrote all these Fonzie jokes. I'll like, be trying uh, that at the... Oh, he cut himself. That's blood. Gosh, that could mark things. And maybe throughout the film, he'll be marking things. Carl, this is a good... I, it seems like this is, movie is a good movie and that everyone who made this movie did their best and... You, yeah. Even though we see everything going like parading down Broadway, uh, it does seem like it's it's trying to tell a story and, and set up. Well, look, this guy Jeff Probst, he's he was connected, you know, and I mean he 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 got paid attention to. Now he 
he wrote this film in like a screenwriter's workshop kind of interesting and stephen baldwin fell in love with the script and used his connections too to get the thing made wait where's stephen baldwin though he's not in it he just said i like your screenplay and you know, he wow. helped. I mean, but Jeff was like at the cocktail parties and hey, yeah. he's the buddy. And, you know, oh. he was a correspondent on, uh, you know, Access Hollywood and he had rock and roll Jeopardy on VH1. I mean, he was all over the place. Everyone knew him. It made wanna, sense about a film made. I want a party where I could hang out with Stephen Baldwin and Jeff Proust. Yeah. That's the and same then, story. like, then, like, come home and write a screenplay based on the conversation I just had with him. <laughs> now the lottery ticket is now marked with blood intriguing yeah oh whoa who's this the lady oh no it's the brother-in-law brother-in-law right it's no, it's no one in okay Look, he knows this guy's know. coming for the wallet, and he figures he might know about the lottery ticket inside. He probably does. He probably bought it. So he's waiting. You know, he was at the buzzer. Hello, I'm Avery Phillips. I'm here to pick up my wallet. <laughs> and so he's like, he knows about the lottery ticket. Look at that drippy blood. That's a good job on Jeff Prost to do that kind of thing. You know, this guy and Jeff Prost didn't get along. They argued on the set all the time. I don't know really? if they hate each other or anything, but they didn't cooperate. Do you think that's the reason why Jeff Prost... Well, I don't know if he's made another film. I didn't realize he even made a film. Yeah, he made one other film. Hi, I'm James Earl Jones. I'll take the job. Uh, do I do I have to take my hat off? No, Mr. Jones. <laughs> Thank you. What about my jacket? No, sir. This, do you, uh, what are you wearing uh, shirt-wise? Is it plaid? Yeah, it is. The checkered. Okay, great. Come on in. Would you mind if I use your phone to make a call? See, he thought he was rid of him. But no, James Earl Jones is being paid to be in this script. Now, of course, you know, Tepper doesn't know that yet, but he's about to find out. Mind if I just use your phone? Really? Man, I wouldn't want to take a... I, I, I am wanted... your father. <laughs> I was really bummed when it wasn't him. When he pulled uh -huh. the mask off and it was some yeah. other dude, right. I was bummed. Honestly, yeah. I was bummed. I agree. And I yeah. think by that point in the series, because it was the third one, they could have made that choice. Now, James Earl Jones is an actor. Uh, you know, he does, he's got his reputation and he's earned it. He's paid his dues. Oh, yeah, yeah. They could have absolutely made him Darth Vader and that would have helped the film even. You know, they had Alec Guinness in the first movie and, uh, he yeah. just hated that role because he felt like, you know, talk about a paycheck. And, uh, but a whole generation of Star Wars fans don't realize like how great an actor that guy is who yeah. in this movie. And I feel that, that a lot of times the series, even the last couple of movies, there's some really good performances and their characters get short shrift or they get cheated out of like being revealed under the mask or whatever, under the helmet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I don't really have much of an opinion on Star Wars. Sorry. Well, the <clears throat> there was the yeah. I don't want to get star sidetracked on Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. So they're doing some darts right now. Basically, what happened is he came in to use the phone. They weren't answering. He called again. They weren't answering. And then his friends, who don't know anything about any lottery ticket, said like, 
hey, Avery, why don't you play a round of, of cards with the, you know? Yeah, that's perfect. That's, that's much better to have five people at the table than four. Yes, because one of the guys, his name is Coop. He didn't come over. Okay, so that yeah. made an empty seat for them. It's hey, kind of, I'm yeah. Ryan Reynolds. I did a dart. <laughs> I did a dart. God, that okay, like... now step back, Ryan Reynolds. This is Fishman. I'm going to shoot a dart. I'm not doing their voices right, but you're right that it would drive you crazy. <laughs> in a, you know. Hey, oh, I'm making a list of movies where Ryan Reynolds doesn't drink his own uh, liquor. <laughs> like in this movie, he's drinking beer like a, a human being. So this movie would go in that category. I saw a film called Mississippi Grind where he's yeah. kind of like him and this other actor are like, you know, gambling addicts who decide to, to win big. Yeah. And, and the Star Wars guy was in that. But go ahead. Oh, the Star Wars guy was it? Was that the main guy? The Star Wars guy? No, the Star Wars guy was in. You remember the Disney comeback film like Star Wars is back, and we meet all the new characters. Sure. Yeah, yeah he was the. Um, remember Darth Vader like choked him, and he liked it. <laughs> he was that guy. Oh, interesting. Okay, well, all right. So you know the movie. So the that movie has a scene where he he uh, offers like brand name classy uh whiskey wow bullseye yeah and that's james earl jones now i spent about three months trying to get good at darts to help jeff on his team and i didn't join the team because i just couldn't do it they, james earl jones did that i don't know oh man it's all in the wrist i love i used to play dart when i was a drinker i would play darts i'd keep yourself in the bar all night uh-huh that were you any good I thought I was good, but you know, I was probably a stupid swagger. I thought I was Ryan Reynolds back when I was, you know, twenty. Right, 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 right. This hip white guy. I'm not embarrassing myself at all. He always has that, like, uh, I know the reason why I wanted to watch this movie because I saw Red Notice on Netflix, and I actually really like that movie. What's Red Notice? Did I see it? Well, I don't know if you can see it or you can escape it. It's one of those movies. It was a $200 million production that Netflix picked up. It has $200 million. Isn't that insane for a movie? Wait, to, to make it? Yeah. It's all What's on it the called? Screen. Red what? Notice. Like if Interpol says you're the most dangerous criminal, you get red notice. Okay. So that's Netflix streaming? Yeah. Okay. They're, they're, they're claiming it's their biggest movie ever. But why would they spend that on a movie? Because they're not going to make that back. Well, they are going to make it back because they own it. And they can keep, <laughs> as long as it's in their catalog, the people will eventually get to it. And they'll be like, well, look, hey, it's The Rock and Wonder Woman and Ryan Reynolds. And it's two hours and I got two hours. Why not? Okay. That just seems like so much money. I mean, that's stupid. Okay, look, he's, get, he's on the way out the door. But what? The police have locked down the building. You're kidding me. What? what what's going on? Proops doesn't have any funding. You can't leave this room. <laughs> now, this does have the feel of a one-act play because we will... It, it isn't a one-act play. It's a three-act screen. It's a screenplay, like you said. We will be in this room for the duration of the film. Fuck no, Carl getting claustrophobic. Well, we'll see like the street in which Carly's back with her umbrella. Uh, you know, the door will open and we'll be in the hallway. It's just like, yeah. Pretty much it's like a stage play. We're in this room. Now, do you remember we watched a movie called Never on Wednesday where these two young white guys decide to go on a road trip and their car breaks down? 
Tuesday. Tuesday. Never, never on, on Tuesday. Tuesday. Never on Tuesday. We love this movie, right? And yeah. but the but the concept is instead of going on a road trip and meeting people, they stay in one place and the weird people come to them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Including uh remember the cop? I forget his name. There's Gilbert. I remember you young young Gilbert. Yeah, Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey and Charlie Sheen. Charlie, oh Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Yeah. So this movie seems like that's the idea that they they're at rest and people come to them. Uh no. Well, they got their own conflict in their house. Exactly right. This is going to play out over the poker table. The thing is, he's got the lottery ticket that's a winner. Nobody knows that. But somehow, Avery Phillips does know it. Avery Fisher being James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. Avery... Wait, why'd you say that? Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. His character's name a- is... Avery, Avery Phillips. Avery okay. Phillips. Yeah. Ave. Ave, good old Ave. Good old Ave. Listen, my full name, my name is Avery, okay? If I wanted to be called Ave, I would change, I have my name be Ave Phillips. So you're not willing and able to be called? <laughs> so, Come on, have Avet. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that so was just he was, Look, I, okay, that's the Avent of the joke, I get it, but I'm, yeah. today, a, a horror was written. You remember that Monty Python, like, the funniest joke ever written? Oh, yeah, it was, uh, it my it. dog has no nose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he was going to leave, but the police have put the building on lockdown because they're Weird. at some Weird timing. Yeah, and it's just the luck of uh, Tepper, our hero, because he's got a winning lottery ticket. Now, Avery Phillips does play his daughter, his granddaughter's uh, birthday. And we're going to hear that story. So it's like, now Tepper knows if he checked the winning numbers. I mean, he knows what number he plays every day. And it'll be missing from his wallet. I mean, he's going to be fucking caught. I got you. So this is the conflict. So this is the uh, albatross, the uh, the bomb under the table. Yeah, the bomb under the table or the gorilla in the room no one's talking about. Well, they don't know. You know, I got to say something like as someone who used to play poker, uh, Pandemic. Did you notice that the the multiple decks of cards they have? You see, New York has it in his yeah. They're black, and the other cards are also the same color, black. The backs uh-huh. are black. They don't. If you're doing like multiple decks, which you should when you're doing like a dealer's call, and it sh- you should have a black and red deck. You know, you should have alternating colors, so you okay. Know you get the, so the cards don't get mixed up. So that's a like a a movie rule that now looks as like hey, it's like he scares them. You know, there's tension <clears throat> between the two of them. It's like, does he know? Oh, there's the lottery ticket in the yeah, drawer. It's in the drawer. James Earl Jones kind of sees it. He's trying to casually blow, just closing the door. I just want to thank you for finding my wallet. My whole life was in that wallet. Yeah. God, Avery, this is like a pretty cool idea for a movie because it's like he's in a house of horrors. He doesn't know any of these guys, right? They're strangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. he's trying to... Who's a stranger? So, so the the poker buddies, right? No, that's his circle. Uh, oh, Avery. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, think of this movie if it was based around Avery. Like if James Earl Jones was the star of this film, you could have a film where he loses, his, he literally loses his life, his livelihood, his wallet. 
And it also has his dream, like this winning, this possible winning lottery. T- and the dream happens, but it's gone. And he mm-hmm. has to go into the viper's nest of these strangers, you know, playing cards. And he has to outwit them and get the uh, out survive, right? How does Survivor go? Survivor's different because they play those. Uh, Survivor's all about we're going to vote at tribal council. Oh, okay. red, red cards, red cards. I take it back. They have a, oh, a deck of all All right. You see, because it's like that way you can shuffle the cards and you have 52, you know the deck. And then when the hand yeah, is done, yeah, all the black cards. Because if you have the same colors, usually what happens is the decks get mixed up. You have like, you know, 56 cards or 48 cards. In the deck. Ridiculous. Now, <clears throat> in Jeff Probst's real life, he once found a wallet and it, the number wasn't in it, but the cousin's number was in it. So he called the cousin and the cousin picked it up. And he always wondered, was that really the cousin? You know what All I mean? Right. It doesn't say if there was money in it or anything. Can, uh, I, but- can I bet you that happened uh, sometime in 1996 or before? Well, yeah, I yeah, yeah. I there's some guy who had his phone number in his wallet. I guess you know when uh, he needed the number, he would check the wallet. They just said that they are going to play Texas Hold'em, oh, yeah. uh, but I don't remember that in the film. Okay, so what he got away from, he put it in his pocket. He got away from James Earl Jones, but James Earl Jones just kind of saw him put it in his pocket, but we didn't know that. Uh, we don't later. know that in the film. You're not sure. I don't know. This is well done. It, it's not. The characters are are pretty. Uh, they're chip off the old block. I don't know, appreciate that much. You know, their characters are so obvious. But right. the tension is good. What he does with this film is good. <clears throat> now, one thing I don't understand is it says that the story is written by Jim Goulian. Goulian. But. If this was, you know, he was writing it in a screenplay workshop, he had the experience with the wallet, I don't really get it. Now, this guy, Jim Goulian, was a Seattle, Washington person. There's like a Seattle, Washington connection to this film. Um, The, 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 um, uh, the, 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 it premiered at a film festival in Seattle, um, uh, it was released first in Seattle. The, the the guy who wrote the stories from Seattle. I don't quite get it, but well, anyway, yeah. this grad guy graduated film from the University of Washington, and he did like training films and videos for like thirty years. Then he moved to Hollywood and became a screenwriter. This is really all he did. He just wrote the story. So, oh, all right. But still, then, Jeff Probst, like, did the screenplay and uh, did the directing and really made it happen. He's not the producer, but he kind of was because he had all the, he knew everybody and he made it all happen. Yeah, and we watched plenty of movies and you, at a certain point you could tell just the general quality of the film. And, you know, the, the quality is there. You know, yeah, yeah. people are are acting in a good buyer. You got some good actors and... uh now, Pepper just gave to uh, James Earl Jones a Derek Jeter baseball card. You see, he was talking about his uh, granddaughters and how much the one granddaughter once is going to marry Derek Jeter, you know, because they're pretending Weird. they're from New York. Yeah. And so 
by Tepper giving that to him, this valuable thing, an autographed card under glass for his daughter, it's sort of like he's saying, I'm going to steal $6 million for you, but here, here's a Constellation Prize showing I'm a nice guy. Yeah, but you can smell the screenplay, right? The card, the winning lottery ticket is his granddaughter's birthday. She loves theater as a side. He's like, oh, I happen to have a, D a card, and here you go. You're calling him Dieter, right? You're combining Derek and Jeter. That's pretty I, 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 but did you notice the second time I didn't refer to him by his name because I realized that? Yeah. No, yeah. Dieter is a character's name, though, in some. Yeah, isn't that Mike Myers? Now he dodds. Dieter? Yeah, something no. like that. Uh, that's Dieter with a hard T. Dieter. So we're also. Um... Okay, the cops are knocking on the door. So Avery is quickly excusing himself to the bathroom. Very suspicious. So what Teeter will do, uh, now you got me saying Teeter, Pepper will do is rat him out. Now, you know this guy, we know him Robert from- Robert Forrester. Yeah. Yes. And I found out from my research that his name was Foster. But there were all these Robert Foster actors already, so he changed it to Forrester. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's an interesting case because, you know, apparently he was a star. He and was then, a star, and then he went away, and Jackie Brown brought him back. Yeah, right. Tarantino's done that for Travolta and... I guess Bruce Willis a, and Pulp Fiction kind of... I consider that a comeback for, for Bruce, for sure. Yeah. And there's others, but I can't think of them now. Or, uh, was yeah, well, what he does Bondi? now is, he, well, he gets like uh, he gets like Kurt uh, Russell, and he gets like Jennifer Jason Leigh, and just like really good actors, and give them meteor roles. And I think the work he's done with Sam Jackson, it was great. Like Sam Jackson gives really nuanced, complicated performances every time. Yeah, uh, you know, and I'm glad he wasn't in the last movie. He should just call it a day with that with that director. He did he did a fine body of work, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, never know. Next, go for another dollar, I guess. Uh, I'm just saying that he was responsible for at least two comebacks that we comebacks yeah. that we know of. But definitely Robert one. Forrester. Yeah. Well, you know the story. He give, Forrester says a story where like he would go to a diner and uh, Tarantino confronted him or approached his table and said, you know, I'm a big fan and I used to watch your show and I'm writing a, a screenplay with a uh, role in mind. And the guy said, oh, well, thanks very much. And then he showed up and goes, here's a screenplay. It was Jackie Brown. Uh-huh. And that that's, he must have lifted his spirits. Now, the, he pointed him out. He's in the bathroom. The reason James Earl Jones, Avery Phillips, hid in the bathroom is he has two outstanding warrants for parking tickets in Queens. Oh, so wow. it explains why he hid. Right. You know? Um. Now, this guy was in El Camino, the Breaking Bad comeback film. Not yeah, right. Comeback, callback. Well, he and passed he, away. He passed away, and then it was, I think that movie was posthumously released or just the, right before no, he the, died? No, the day it was released, he died. Wow. Yep. He was good in that, too. I, I watched it. Yeah. Well, did you see his role in the, in the TV show? He was the guy yeah. who disappeared people. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was also, speaking of TV shows, if you ever watched Twin Peaks, The Return, the... the yeah. He's really, he, you know... Uh, oh, well, there's a better story. 
Okay. He was he was going to be um, in Twin Peaks as uh, it's not in front of me because I didn't I read it in my research. I didn't write it down. I didn't think we'd be talking about it as one of the main roles. But he had done that. He was doing this other TV pilot instead. So he missed a big break because it was all right. the rage in the 90s, that show. Um, he reg he regrets that he missed a big he was going to be on a hit. Right. Yeah, instead of a failed pilot. But well, you were he, about to say he did come back. Yeah, so, you know, the, a lot of the cast members, original cast members are in the return, and uh, a lot of them are not. And the most noticeable one is the sheriff. Remember there was uh -huh. kind of like a Northern Exposure-esque uh, sheriff? Yeah. And he just, I, I guess he there was a clash, or he, he, he declined working with uh, Lynch for the uh, return. Mm -hmm. So in the story he's sick and he's in the hospital or whatever he's unseen and his brother robert forrester who's also a, a sheriff elsewhere comes over and helps yeah. and he becomes part of the story and he does a he gives a really good performance in that for sure and matthew lillard holy shit if you like matthew lillard you got to see him in twin peaks to return carl if you haven't seen I just for that, that. yeah all it's right, 17 so. hours it's it's 17 episodes all directed by david lynch he did a big win the return the return definitely, okay definitely get it on dvd because i think it's a showtime exclusive oh okay yeah that's yeah. that's uh okay so i'm writing that down because i i watched it on the video uh from the mm -hmm. library and uh, yeah i know the the movie and the first two seasons are on hbo max now we're learning that Avery Phillips was a is a retired fireman. He drives a bus nowadays, but he's a retired fireman who like <laughs> saved all these people's lives. And Bolin is remembering he spoke at the summer camp. He, oh, how he, funny is that? Yeah, that's a New York thing. Yeah, he was up at the Catskills. He was in the Adirondacks. Right. He was at a Frost Valley YMCA. Yeah, you know, uh, city kids got a bus ride uh, for our senior trip yeah. up in the wood country. You know what I'm saying? And I remember you spoke. You're you're a fireman who retired, and then you became a bus driver. And then that reminds me, my friend was a bus driver. He retired, and then he became a firefighter. Oh, what a a switch a switcheroo! Yeah, well, you now, know, when you retired, you got more time. You can learn a new career. Now, right now, he's talking to Dash Mihawk, you know, Bolin. And yeah. Dash, in real life, dated Alanis Morissette. Well, wow, that what a couple that looks alike. He now, looks like Alanis Morissette. Yeah. Now, you'd say, like, who cares? Why are you bringing it up? Because coincidentally, Ryan Reynolds went out with Alanis Morissette. What? Re oh, my God. Alanis Morissette. Now, Dash had her 98 through 2001, and Ryan... Next year, 2002 what? to 2007. Wait a minute. This movie is 2001. Yep. So what are we saying? So he, the one actor was dating someone. Yeah. And by the time this movie uh, played on the IFC, the other actor was dating. His, yes. Uh, yeah. And it's the very next year. Now, we don't have months. Maybe it was only three months apart. We don't know. Right, of course. I and mean, maybe, you know, the the individual relationships were maybe three months at most. Look at this, Earl knows. Now, look, here's something that happens every week. They all get a lottery ticket. They swear they're not going to check the numbers. Then...
they throw the lottery tickets in the center and they all play a hand, round of cards for them. Now, you know, it's a lottery ticket. You're not going to win, but that's the pot they play every week, every week. And just so happens this week, he knows he's got the win. He knows that $6 million are in the pot. Which is, is Avery's ticket. Right. The man's standing, literally hovering over there with suspenders and a fucking belt. Correct. Dude, that's old school. To get away with that shit, you can get away with that shit. Now, listen, remember, it's the 90s, right? So well, 80s, yeah. 70s, 60s. It was 30 years older, so an older person would be wearing suspenders. Right, of course. even a bow tie. If but, I mean, we we watched Hostage Hotel with uh, Brian Dennehy. Don't remind me. Dennehy would have looked good with suspenders and a belt at that no, point. No, not Dennehy. It was... Oh. It was the one we saw in pinball in. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Charles. Uh, oh. I forget his name now. Well, whatever. So this gentleman, was this actor that we all love, the character actor, we saw a movie where he was, his health, you know, he, he might have, he was pretty overweight by this point. Yeah. But he would have helped, you know, like as someone who can, who's considering suspenders and, and a belt, you know, he might have done it. God, that's a, like a, is that a cop out if you wear suspenders? You're like, yeah, I give up. Well, I mean, you know his belly, right? We saw it in that pinball movie with Brooke Shields. I don't right. think he could handle a belt. I'm not kidding. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Not Brian Dennehy. Why do I keep thinking it's Brian Dennehy? Because, uh, you know, because he was in Little Miss uh, Marker. It's like Charles. Yeah, he was in Little Miss Marker. And we also saw him in the Jim Carrey film uh, Finders Keepers. Right, yeah, that's right. Similar to uh, Finder Fee, right? Yeah, I know. Well, I kind of did that intentionally. I said, well, we did Finder's Keeper. Uh-huh. Now there's a movie called Finder's Fee. All I knew was Ryan Reynolds' first movie. And you're and a finder of movies. I do. I go to Blockbuster. <laughs> I go to the search button of my uh, streaming services. I went to the one of the last Blockbusters ever... I was in Fairbanks, Alaska, and wow. yeah, walked in there, and we were at Blockbuster. It was DVDs, though. There were no videos. Well, that's that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Did they have the thing where it says new releases, and they're all, like, old releases? I guess no. No, actually, no. There was no new releases display counter kind of thing. <laughs> they're just like, uh, here's our stock. <laughs> yeah. Back catalog. Everything just went. Yeah, I was I'm glad not they really closed. telling you all the details here. They're 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 like they're boiling down, and I think they're Ryan making knows rules it. like if you stand up, you're out. If you, you know, like this is stupid. I don't want to play. We play every week. Did you check they the really? numbers? You know, there's pressure. Is he trying to like delay doing this this lottery ticket thing? Uh huh. Yep. And he's also trying to figure out how to slip it out of the oh, right. file. So he's like, Quigley, did you check Ryan Reynolds? Did you check the numbers? I never have. Alan Morrison's boyfriend right now. Did you check the numbers? <laughs> Man, so Ryan Reynolds, right? His he's publicly seen with Scarlett Johansson, Alan Morrison, and Blake Lively. He dated, um, yeah, you're right about that. He okay, uh, 
You no, know, he was married to Scarlett Johansson. Oh, 2008, okay. so he had just dropped Alanis to 2011. That's not a long stretch. That's a pretty long stretch. What? For Scott, for two high-profile, I mean... Oh, 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 oh. You know, I mean, I don't know their personal lives, but we're not talking okay. about their personal lives. They, you know... Well, in 2012, he married a woman. Her, She's an actress, Blake Lively. They have right. three daughters, so I guess they're together now. They're together now, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of in-jokes, uh, references. When when he does in-joke references, he does make references to Blake Lively. What's this? The bloody 102391. That's right. And look, his hand he is bloody. That's my... He, he, he plays his daughter's birthday. Man, I when I when I play poker at the table, the last thing I want to do is show my hand. Because <laughs> there might be blood on it. And then they know. Big three. Big three. Wow. A winning big three winner. How'd you get your number? It was my daughter's uh, birthday. Really? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You heard it here first. Uh, here we are again. How, and how'd you win, sir? Well, how'd you bet on the number? It's my daughter's birthday. Oh, no Whoa. way. Now, get this. In real life, Ryan Reynolds' birthday is October 23, 1991. Wait a minute. Really? No, I'm sorry. No, no, no. It can't be 91. Excuse me. But his real birthday is October 23. Well, that must be a coincidence. Yeah, yeah, coincidence, totally. And he, and as a Libra, and he's a Scorpio, that totally makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) As an October Libra. So now Boland is saying, "Ugh, cat piss. Do you smell that cat piss?" And he's like covering up his nose. Oh yeah, look at Ryan, pre Van Wilder. He's he's very young looking, like his skin is fresh and his eyes are I don't know how to describe it. There's no crow's feet. Well, yeah, that I was gonna say is his uh, forehead. Look at that. There's just those two distinct wrinkles in the middle. So you're saying that maybe he had Botox today or something? Because I don't he, know his forehead. I guess he ages, or you know, there's a certain point where you do become a caricature of yourself. Mm-hmm. And and then you know the movies are more pronounced with your looks. Uh oh, all these tells. Well, that's right. He's right now our favorite actor uh, is telling you know uh, Matthew Lillard Fishman right. is telling everyone about what their tell is, and they're like, "What's your tell?" And he goes, "How am I supposed to know?" That's why it's called the tell. I don't know. That's a great. That's a great point. Now. Matthew Lillard, we saw on our, we saw his first film. At, wait a second. Wait, how can? Oh, I'm I'm mixing up Ryan Reynolds. We saw Matthew Lillard's first film on this podcast on Ghoulies Three. Ghoulies Go to College, great movie. We always talk about it. Now, if you watch it on YouTube, like I couldn't see where Matthew Lillard is when we originally yeah, watched right. the yeah. podcast. But if like you watch crowd. on YouTube, I have all the Matthew Lillard sightings, and they're, you know, it says Matthew Lillard on the video under his under his. Oh, video. that's great! Wait, so yeah. did you you made that video or you found that video? 
Well, I went, I made it. I, I, I went to YouTube, downloaded the video, put it into Windows Movie Maker, laid our podcast audio under it. And uh-huh. every time there was Matthew Lillard, I just put in a caption. Nice. Yeah. And do you, uh, and that's probably the most viewed video we have on our YouTube channel. <laughs> no, the sex videos are the most viewed. But oh, like, um, what do you say to a naked lady? Naked from 19, lady. Yeah, that's from a big... 1961, but people have 10 million people flock to it. Uh, we, we should mention we do have a YouTube channel. Carl does a lot of production work. He writes the theme song. He does research into these films. Yeah. He uh, talks to, uh, does the interview uh, up front. And he also uh, have been archiving our YouTube channel, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, just like the acronym, just like the podcast name, where he syncs up. Not only does he sync up our podcast to the movies, but he does it pretty promptly after the podcast posts. Right. And so you're probably listening to this right now, uh, maybe a day after. And so welcome, you know, uh, we're glad you're watching it on the podcast. Uh, And we we do mention where the movie can be found and you can always use the search engine. So we do encourage you to actually watch the movie if you want. Yeah. But, and, you know, we do mention our our next week's movie at the end. So it gives you a chance to watch the film. Now, the, the reason that I did it that, it was so that you have one click access. You click on the YouTube channel and you're watching the movie with us. You don't have to stink up. Oh no, man. It's the, it's the thrill of the hunt, right? You got to get yourself a, uh, internet radio streamer. Uh, <laughs> and then you got to f- make sure you, you type in the, the M U M three U, uh, file. Yeah. Right. Without it go, uh, saving as a, as a file itself. You're like, what the fuck? I just want okay, to, I so- can- yeah. Ghoulies 3 on our channel has 2.3 thousand views. Oh, wow. All right. We have probably more listeners to today's podcast, hopefully. Knockwood. Now I'm noticing Meatballs 3 has 10,000 views. It's the world's greatest movie. That must 10, be 000. it. Well, there's some boobies in that movie. Ah, right? uh, Twisted Obsession, your favorite movie. Yes, my favorite movie. View. It has one view. <laughs> That's the greatest oh, movie ever made. The, they're playing with fire has fifty three thousand views. That's the one. Well, that's with uh, God. She's fantastic in that movie. Yeah. yeah. What was her name? We're a really great podcast. What was her name? Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, Replicate has a thousand point one views. That's pretty uh, good. That's a horrible National Lampoon movie. Yeah. Wait, oh, so they're saying, now they're not playing. They're playing what? Look at. By the way, that's a tell moving your cards around like that. <laughs> it's a tell. It is a tell because then you know, uh, by the way, and why are the uh, hearts black to be red? Yeah, uh, I think that might be the print. <clears throat> oh, all right. Well, it's a tell because if you get dealt a hand and you look at it and you start moving it around, I know you're setting up pairs. I know you're setting up straights. Yeah. Maybe you're playing with something. You know, maybe you have an inside straight. So it, it has a sense that you, you don't, you haven't lost hope on it. You know, so, and then it depends on how you bet. Yeah, you kind of yeah, never. Well, of course, how you bet is definitely a tell, right? Oh, man. I always fall for the guy who goes, uh, let's have a friendly game. I bet a million dollars. I see you and I raise you a million dollars. Hey, guys, it's just a friendly game. It's I a was bluffing. World. Look at my hand. It was garbage hand. Okay, Chatterbox, the talking vagina, 
I has 35,000 views. 35,000. So that's the biggest movie we have. Uh, no, uh, School Same for with... Sex, 1969, has 64,000 views. Ladies and gentlemen, we need 5,000 more views so my son <laughs> can talk to me. Uh, the Listen, Wild, Wild World of Jane Mansfield, 10,000 views. 10,000 respectful views. That movie's on Tubi as well. I watched it again. I rewatched it. Uh-huh. There's a lot of good garbage on Tubi, by the way. Hey, why would just you and me, kid, have a thousand views and fake out have a thousand point eight views? Hot Dog the Movie has 16,000 views. We're going to lose views if people are watching our YouTube right now and we're like talking about numbers. Oh, okay. Let me close yeah. this. Okay. Well, okay. The point is that if it's a movie with the word sex or. Yes. That's, and by the way, School for Sex is probably like, I thought it was a porn movie. Like, I didn't think YouTube would even allow me to type that in. Now, wait, you see on the thing, yeah. it's about to rip them. About to rip $6 million. Right. And only, only Tepper knows it. And maybe Avery knows it. Avery knows it. Well, he, I think he does, but he would have had to check the numbers before he went. He, like, we just don't know. Or Text Tepper Avery. doesn't know. And we're. Oh, we, so I understand hero. what you're saying. We never know that James Earl Jones knows that he has a winning number. Mm-hmm. He never like saw the TV. He didn't stand by the kitchen television set and write on a piece of paper on the counter. On like an envelope. Did. That's yeah. right. We never saw that. And another thing is he got his wallet back. He never goes in there and says, Hey, my lottery tickets. Right. And especially because they're playing lottery tickets, wouldn't he want to throw it in? He's been playing cards with these guys. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Excuse Actually, me. I'm no, sorry. I, I forgot don't... a detail. Oh. What um uh, what Tepper did is he switched his lottery ticket for the winning one in the wallet. So when he gave Avery the wallet, he gave him a lottery ticket, but not the winning one. But now he has to put his lottery ticket onto the table. So, yeah. Now, what uh, what um, Tepper's going to do here in the bathroom, you know, he's made the excuse of he, he recut his finger so it would bleed more as an excuse to get in here. We and missed he's this. Like right? Hide card so he can cheat. Wow, oh, wait a minute. How did he recut his? He didn't use the fucking card itself, right? He no, shouldn't even he... be playing cards with a fucking bloody finger like that. Those guys should call like Cheetos and blood. You do not want those on the card. <laughs> so he reached down to like a, his own chair with like a sharp part, like a nail or something. And he oh. on purpose cut himself and went, ah. Well, you can find a lot of loose nails on chairs when you live in New York City. Forget about it. Ah, uh, forget about it. Loose nails? You don't know the loose yeah, nails. Yeah, hey, in New York City, we're like, fuck you, loose nails. And they're like, hey, hey. I'm fucking cutting your finger here. <laughs> well, fucking he did it. He fucking did it. Look, look. I would rat out Ryan Reynolds. Listen, that guy's going to take my wife, my girlfriend. His girlfriend. <laughs> In 2017, he got his Hollywood star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. 27. You, you can see all the so stars 19, as you walk down. What movie did he do? Like, what, what was the tie-in in, in Uh No, it, cool? it's not movies. It's just, oh, well, no. I they sometimes I, they, they sometimes you petition yeah, to get us, right. you get your celebrity on the, on the sidewalk and Sometimes they, they have the ceremony cue in time for the rock movie or what have you. Well, it's got to be Deadpool, right? I mean, yeah, maybe. 
I don't have Deadpool's uh, numbers in front of me. I only wrote down what was interesting about him, like Scott oh, hey, Johansson. And can I mention something? Wilson. I criticize our own show in real time that we were just giving out numbers. But if you watch Deadpool 2 in Wait, the first five minutes. That? I think it's pretty cool that like sex movies have 64,000. Yeah, I know. I think it's crazy that, that we have thousands of views of any film that has sex or uh, uh, sexy ladies in it. But but I was going to say that uh, in Deadpool 2, he's in the taxi cab talking to the character from the first movie. Uh -huh. He turns to the, to the camera as he does to the audience and he says that uh, Deadpool 1 had the highest gross bigger than uh, Passion of the Christ for an R-rated movie. And I'm like, this is, you, you haven't let 10 minutes go by. And the <laughs> sequel is not only are you referring to the first movie, but you're referring to the gross of the first movie, <laughs> what is inevitably the sequel to a high paying gross movie. And I just was like, okay, all right. I yeah. got you. Yeah, all right. Sometimes when Bugs Bunny shows up in the beginning in the opening credits, you go, oh, it's a cartoon. I got you. <laughs> now, oh, so okay. He, he's got the cards and they're up his sleeve. No, not, wow. not all the cards. Hey, is this your card? Ah, what is the five of clubs? How'd you know? Is he because Ryan Reynolds going to say that? Is this your card? No, what he's going to do is see it and his, he's going to mark it on purpose with his foot. But he's, yeah. You know, he's like a skunk in this film. Look at that. Look at the, yeah. the, that's not the director. Yeah, give it up to the pro. Is this guy like has pros been canceled? Proops? I don't really follow. No, I don't think so. He's oh, well, Survivors on tonight. Survivors on tonight. Ooh, Survivor must be on every night. Every <laughs> second. Ooh, look at that hand. That's insane. Two parries high. Well, you know what it is, is that you, you want to get a three of a kind and then boom, you got a boat, you got a full house. So wait, they must be playing what just regular draw. Yeah, they well, they're playing. Cards? There's two draws. There's two draws, and it's five cards. Um, draw five card draw. It's a yeah, it's a poker game, so it's five cards. But here's then, the is is there a wild card in these games? Um, no, they were making fun of Quigley. I mean, you know, it, it, it was of course. Um, <clears throat> Um, it was, of course, uh, Matthew Lillard who was making fun of Ryan Reynolds, like you, of all his silly wild cards, one-eyed jacks, and yeah. Well, he's got it. Look, two pair, ace high. Yeah, ace, ace of spades, right? No, ace of uh, is is it the duplicate cards? I, well, I I don't understand what you're saying. Uh, what there... I'm saying is that the ace that uh, he has, that James Earl Jones has, is it the same ace that he has, same suit? Yeah, I think yes, and that's part of the tension. So it's like he's got three aces, but now we can't play it. Right, because he's got three. So he has to fold. Well, he's not going to fold. Uh, you'll see. He should fold and cover your hand. And then yeah. when he says, let me see your hand, you go, you got to yeah, see my hand. It's, it's a movie. It's a movie. So there's a surprise. Oh, so he's going to play it all the way through? So he's like, Lillard's like, am I missing something? Well, right now there's another draw. Oh, I'm sorry. No, they're showing cards now. A pair of threes and a pair of eights with a high four. Whoop-de-doo. Wow. Wait a minute. Ryan has his hand. James knows something's going on. So James still has a higher hand. 
James still has a higher hand, but they haven't showed yet. Oh, he hit the ace. The ace of diamonds. Wait a second. Let's see what this, because there's another ace. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not going to show it, though. See, there's another ace. And because the cards are the same right. color, it doesn't indicate that it's a heart or yeah. diamond. And That's so a choice. Miller's that he's beat. Fucking look at James Earl Jones. He's, he just shows up, does his thing, leaves. Did you act today? I think I did. No, he does some acting in. No, this. I'm saying, I'm saying he can act like, but he he can sleepwalk through a movie like this. Look how cool he is. <laughs> you talk about a poker face, right? Like he knows something is up. Yeah, this is a viper's nest movie. He should be the star of the film. It should be about him going into these. But he's the. House. But he's not threatened by these strangers. He's there he to is. get his. Yeah. But you you don't think during this evening when he's hanging out he realizes that wait a minute these guys are cheaters or I have a, a lottery ticket and they're talking about lottery tickets and I don't trust these guys and maybe they swap my lottery ticket he's right now he's he's opening up to this yeah well he's telling the story about uh, the birthday the the daughters he's saying like across the street from my church. I go to the Korean deli every week and I get a lollipop and I'll play my daughter and, you know, give this to the daughter, uh, the granddaughter, and I play her birthday. So we're learning now that he always plays the same date. Lillard just sniffed uh, a marker. That's how in character he is. Yeah. Man, I would not want a table like this. Yeah, be bloody hands still playing cards. Right, right. You, right. You got wine, you got decks of cards that are shady without the right coloring. You know, it's a fuck this. Mono color. I get it. I mean, you have the suits on it and you can go crazy, but. Now, right now, he's saying that last time he went, for the first time ever, the Korean guy was sick and his wife sold the card and he, you know, he made a prayer to God. So he's like, maybe this is God saying, I'm going to win this week, you know. Yeah, all right. God was yeah, it was a single from God. Now that's what nope. I'm saying. You don't think like Nicholas Cage can take this role and uh like if I, I think James Earl Jones would have been, you know, great as the hero in this film, the protagonist, and have it from his view where it dawns on him that this poker game is a lot more than he thinks. And you see he's slowly he's slowly figuring it out, right? No, but his lottery ticket is right in the center of the table. He sees it right there. I mean <clears throat> when they put all the lottery tickets on the table, you know, he, okay, that's Jeff Probst hugging Ryan Reynolds in the photo. Weird. Director's uh, cameo. Yeah, you see, the director's, okay, is playing the part of Coop, the guy who didn't show up, you see. Wow. And so every time we see a photo, Jeff Probst is, is Coop. Coop. So, you know, the real star of this movie is myself, but I never show up. And then that's when the wheels of the bus will roll off. Uh -huh. We'll be back after this. Right. Does, do you think yeah. when they did the pressers for this movie, he was like, oh, yeah, it was a great experience to work with James Earl Jones. And uh, well, we'll be back after this. Yeah, well, we'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> no, Jeff, we're not. We're not. Loud. Yeah, you can't say that, Jeff. You're uh, this is what? Weird. What? We're, uh, we're oh, interviewing we're you. We're back. We're back. Okay. All right. Hey. hey. So, 
Hey, before the break, uh, you had asked me what I thought about making working with James Earl Jones. I blinked, I paused, there was some dramatic music, and then I said it was a pleasure to work with Mr. Jones, one of the great actors of American uh, theater. And uh, now, Mike, I gotta let you know. Right now, we're having a stress scene, and Jeff Probst is doing a kind of okay job with it. The the hero knows when he plays his hand, he's going to lose, and he's going to lose $6 million. Lillard's fighting on the phone with a co-worker. Uh, Reynolds mm -hmm. is pressuring him. The, the, the lady's in the door going, I'm so stupid. Can you help me? He's getting all this pressure, you know? Plus, he's boiling water for his tea. <laughs> yeah, the, the kettle. kettle will go off. Yeah. So what he's going to do is scream and snap at the lady. And everyone's going to, you know, the music's going to stop. There we go. Oh, the record's Shut scratch. the fuck up. Yeah. And everyone's looking at him. Whoa, what, a, what an explosion. He feels guilty. He has to go apologize to the lady. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And it's all because he's about to lose $6 million as he knows his hand is going to lose. Uh, this movie is like, it, it's a little Gen X. -y. You got the cassettes. Oh, Jeff Probst as Coop. Oh, yeah. Coop. He's, he yeah. reminds me in the big chill. He's, he's uh, the dead guy in the coffin. He's uh, Kevin Costner. He played Poop. Yeah. Poop. No, it's Coop. Oh, like Coop. Bradley Coop. Uh, it's not that shitty of a name. I don't know. How many coops do you know in your lifetime? In, uh, Cooper, none? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, we know a Skeeter, God bless him, but we don't know a Cooper. Yeah. Remember how cool Skeeter was and he really looked like Listen, Skippy? in my eyes, I remember the people, I remember them, and uh, Skeeter will always be cool. Yeah, he had it, yeah. The thing is, if you see him today, he's like some computer guy. I, I don't I would, know, I would have know to... the detail. I haven't seen him in years, but I've seen pictures, and he wears glasses. And he just doesn't look like that guy anymore. Listen, if I have a chance to see a Skeeter now, it would be from looking upward towards him. What? Uh, I would be like looking up to him. I'm trying no, but to say. seriously, Michael, if you bumped into Skeeter like at the subway or something, right? You would not, you would not, he'd go, Hey, Mike, and you say, Oh, I'm sorry, do I? He's just, <laughs> yeah, I'm I would say, you. Well, if it was at the subway, I would say, Sir, can I get your order, please? <laughs> uh, not that subway, not that. Oh, you mean like the, yeah, LA uh, has a subway in, yeah, they call it the metro. It was in the speed, remember at the end, they're, they're building the, the subway, and uh, and he goes, and LA has a subway. Yeah, <laughs> but now they have a subway. <laughs> I, I've been on the subway numerous, numerous times. It's excellent. Numerous yeah. times. Numerous times. Like, <laughs> oh God, look at this. His bloody hands are next to the cards, Carl. Look at how dirty the car. I can't. Oh. It's driving me crazy. I can't. Uh oh. Look, marked. Marked. Yeah. Now look what he has. He has a flush. Right? And I don't know. The cards are always the same color anyway. And it's obviously the card in the bathroom. Here we've got two pair. Right. And lame middle of the road. Now, Ryan Reynolds quickly slipped him the flush. Now he's going to fold. 
Oh, hey, you know, oh, that's that another bet. Look at that. Oh. Ryan Reynolds now knows what's going on, and he knows he has a winner because he did check the numbers before because he's an asshole. He's like, congratulations, here's your money. Here you go. Here's your tickets. Hope you have a winner. Redial. Ooh, this movie is so free everything. Free cell phones. You got cassettes. You got... Uh, yeah, wireless phone is the most modern thing in the yeah, apartment. Right. Now, what's going on here is... Hey, oh, Coop. yeah, uh, there's Coop. Coop. Jeff, Jeff Probst. What's going on here is he was having second thoughts, like Avery deserves his ticket. But Ryan Reynolds now knows it's worth the money. So Ryan slipped him the flush. So now he's uh, Tepper is calling up and the pretending cops. that nobody won the lottery. The car of what? At first, there's like a. I'm well, he's saying give... the building's no longer on lockdown. Right. All right. You can Look go home. The... James was just like, thank you, Robert. I'll see you at the Hallmark movie channel uh, movie shoot. Yeah. yeah, tomorrow. See you on the set tomorrow for the next movie. Oh, did you take that role? Of course, I'm changing. Of course, I took all the roles. I Why said yes. I answer the phone. Well, yeah, because you know, Forrester did have a career resurgence. Like you know, he was like a face on TV. He was a star. You know, yeah. he he had a series. But along come Bronson. But you know, like we don't know along come Bronson. That wasn't in syndication. No, that but was. Do you know, know Medium Cool? I do know Medium Cool, 69. and he was good in that. Yeah. Now, do you remember the Disney film The Black Hole in 79? He was in I that. saw that in the theater with my brother. Uh-huh. Listen to me. I'm giving so much personal information on this show. Your brother, Adam. Yeah, who's made in Los Angeles. Yeah. Well, yeah. Jesus, shout out, dude. Uh, he was in the horrible film Alligator in 1980. That kind of doesn't count. He was in the horrible film The Del Delta Force. With uh, um, He was in the horrible film The Psycho Remake, where it was word by word. And he comes in the end and gives this long kind of speech that uh, in a Hitchcock movie even felt weird, 1960. Mm -hmm. And he gives this speech about, well, maybe Norman Bates thought this. And uh, it's just so bizarre. He pulled it off, but, you know. Oh! Now, he wasn't... Right. Ryan Reynolds knows that he has the winning lottery ticket. So he just, bang, hit him on the head. It's out of nowhere. Yeah. Listen, I'm telling you, this movie should have been through through James Earl Jones's eyes, like his character. You're very adamant about that, and I think until I agree, you're going to continue to bring it up. It never occurred to me. Look, don't you think it would be exciting? Like suddenly the star gets hit over the head by a bottle by yes. the blue. Yes, I. You do. know, that's like I, full fiction when he goes in the uh, antique shop and it winds up being the sodomy thing. You know. So he was called nine one one, and. And Ryan Reynolds ripped it out of the wall. <laughs> Again, this is ticket. like a... He's got the winning ticket. I guess they're all Gen Xers. I mean, yeah. No, they're young millennials, I guess. Because they don't have phones and they still... They live by the phone on the wall. Like, I got to rip it out. I got to hit redial. You know, like... Yeah, it's 2001. Are they Gen Xers or... They're young millennials? Millenn yeah. Uh, uh, I would say young millennials. How about that? Okay, so I think Google will tell us. No, no, because you you figure the generation before was ninety one with the war with the Iraq War then. Define millennials generation. Oh, don't do it. 
Why not? It's just a year. Uh, who were born between the 1980s and early 2000s. There you go. You were born in 80. This film is 2080. This is, yeah, it's also called Gen Y. Okay, yeah, these are millennials. Gen Y, right. Gen Y didn't really stick. 80, 90, 2000. If you're 20 years old in 2000, you were the first Gen Xer. You would be be like, yeah, you'd be on borderline. Well, if you're Uh, born in 1980, you're a Gen Xer. Does that sound right? Yeah, Yeah, 1980 through 94 is the Gen, is the millennium, is the millennium. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So these are millennials that we're looking at. So they were still in transition. We were all, this is all before the internet bullshit. Yeah, internet was what, 94? Yeah, it was in the 90s. But this this is a one man, this is a, you know, one room boiler. Don't they in sitcoms, they call that a bottle episode where they have all the characters in one location for the entire Yeah, I don't know if it's called a bottle episode. I'm not that sharp, but but that- But do you you remember- uh, all in the family. Speaking of all in the family, where the he was in the elevator and the woman who gave birth, and uh, they were stuck on that was the whole episode. Oh, okay. Now, Carly, Carla, Carly, the actress's oh, name yeah. is the actress's name is Carly Pope, but it's Carla in the film. She's a Canadian, totally Canadian. But anyway, she's downstairs saying it's time for our date. You know, buzz me in. But he oh. can't buzz him in because he just assaulted. This is the woman he's going to ask to marry tonight. Wait a minute. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. So he's also hosting a, a poker game, a 90-minute poker game, before he proposes to his girlfriend? Why? The answer is yes, but you're saying that like... Yeah, a poker game goes on for at least six hours. You know, no, you would have... no, it was... It, that's, that was set up at the beginning, that tonight's short game, because I... We're doing it because it's our weeknight, but I'm asking around. So she's like, not getting the response. And she's saying, you know, like, like, I'm always leading us. I kissed you first. I asked you out. You don't take the initiative with anything. You never say you love me. She's like really giving it to him, but in a nice way. She, he's doing, she's doing this through a loudspeaker that everyone in the room hears? Yep. She doesn't know everyone's there, but yes. I know, because this is like a weird part of our lives where technology didn't take over, where you have a ring and phone and you could look, and she could look in the ring to see them. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Now, look, that, that scene right there, you yeah. already saw it. It's the exact same scene. But it's a yellow umbrella, white umbrella. Well... That internet was wrong. I mean, the umbrella's white in the top and black at the bottom. It never changes color. It was white. It was black on the top. No. Oh, Carl, this is the same story we have with Nelson Mandela. Uh, Mandela was alive and was he was fucking president of South Africa, right? After he got out of jail. Yeah. I hate when people say I, the Mandela effect. He Nelson Mandela's jail. I read that in the Berenstein's. In the Berenstein Bears, yeah. Berenstein Bears. People always say, oh, yeah, they're Jewish, man. Their last name is spelled like a Jewish guy. No, man, they're fucking born-again Christians, the Bernstein Bears. They're all like, Bernstein Bear goes door-to-door, you know, or like Bernstein yeah, Bells. They're Jews for Jesus. They're Jews Yeah, for- Hug strangers at the airport. I mean, it was definitely not like a Jewish. They never had like, you know, 
dress up as Maccabees for the holidays. They're just, you know, there's a straight up like <laughs> at one point the series any at one point popular culture series gets religion, right? I mean, they used to like Archie used to have like born again Christian comics or they would have like religious kind of theme. Yeah. Guess, you know, and there is a niche market and I'm not I I actually enjoy that market and I'm glad that there is entertainment for people. And I'm not trying to be condescending to the, to church entertainment. I dig it. You know, I dig the whole mega mega church stuff, but I also dig spiritual films are aimed, you know, if you're religious, you don't really want to watch, you know, Red Notice on, on Netflix. It's a uh-huh. little so you do but you do want to watch entertainment and it, sometimes it gets exploited into bad films like Saving Christmas. But on the other hand, you might get a decent film or something like you could sit through, you know, like I actually have to say Left Behind with Nicolas Cage is 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 tolerable. You know, the story carries through and as a Yeah, and, that's the one on the airplane when the yeah, disappear. disappear. Yeah. Kirk Cameron did it, right? And I yeah. think we did that. We did uh, do that, absolutely. And we did Saving Christmas. Yeah. Great. You know, this, you well, know I missed Left Behind the headline. <clears throat> yeah. I missed a headline last time we watched um gosh, what did we film last time? Uh, it came out on Christmas Day, and I didn't tell you. I found that in my research, and I was all ready to tell oh, wow. you. Oh, wow. Well, just let me know, because as as we love on this show, our films that are released. Oh, American Day. Werewolf in Paris. It was released Christmas Day. Yeah, perfect movie for it, right? Yeah. Not memorable. You got to get out of the house Christmas Day. You got your presents. Mm-hmm. You, you, your, your relatives are on your nerves. You just got to get out. I was once doing, I was a Christian comedian for a short time and I was in front of the congregation and I was like, God so loved the world that he flooded it and killed everybody. They're like, wow. <laughs> yeah, didn't they? Okay you, he promised he'd never do it again. <laughs> oh, I killed. Oh, man. Did they call me like an old school comedian when I perform at the churches? Because all my jokes were written about the, the Old Testament. Uh huh. Yeah, nothing from the New Testament. Michael is so Jewish. We went salmon fishing. He caught locks. <laughs> yeah, locks of it. <laughs> locks and locks. Of it. I was like, how did you even do that, Mike? Did you say, like, what kind of bait and tackle did you bring? I go, well, I brought uh, bagels and cream cheese <laughs> and red onion slices. And, and what about your tackle? Well, this is a, this is a Detroit Lions player. Okay, so... What's happening now is he's having a crisis of conscience and he's saying, we're not splitting the money. We're not killing Avery. We're not going to keep him alive and split the money. It's his ticket and I'm giving it to him. And then, wait a minute. Lillard is saying this after. No, no. Our hero, Pepper, is saying it. Pepper. And for the first time, Fishman and Quigley are united together. They're like, bullshit. We're taking that money. Right. See, two gets one. We're splitting it. Sam Rainey directs this movie. He has all the characters playing off each other in a cabin. You don't think that's going to be entertaining? I like a, a simple plan or like movies. You know, like it's. I'm, I, I think Jeff Fruits did a fine job, but you know, don't quit your day job necessarily. You know, this is fine. <laughs> Why would you quit your day job when it's Survivor? He yeah. went on to do a 2014 movie called Kiss Me. In oh, Besame. He was both the uh, director and producer. So, was he, uh, what was his cameo? Like a, a picture on the. Yeah, that's right. Post office. Okay. Who's at the door? 
who's at the door. Of course, sir. Got to get the last Yay. word in. He goes, remember he called 911 when he got hit? And he goes, so Forrester's like, God damn you kids. I just finished two double shifts. After a long week, I got daughters waiting. They want to spend some quality time. I was almost home. Can you call 911? <laughs> he just said, what, what happened? And he starts to laugh, right? Well, he plays it off. He goes, no, I panicked and called 911. I shouldn't have done it. And he goes, hey, we're just fooling around. I took a knock on the head. This idiot panics. Calls 911. A knock in the head, right? There's like a broken bottle. Yeah. So he's like, you guys are wasting my time. Goodbye. Break up. There you go. But you gotta... our hero, Tepper, uh, says that ah. something illegal is going on here. He says, I've got this winning lottery ticket. It belongs to Avery. Would you please see to it that he gets home safely? Oh, he's going to say, you're pulling my, you're yanking my cord. Right? You're pulling my... You're like, yanking my chain. Yeah, you're yanking my chain. You're pulling my cord. You're tugging my penis. So he pulls out the lottery ticket. And says, take it. Here it is. So it's interesting what Forrester does. And I guess I should call him Officer Campbell because it's a movie. But <laughs> what he does is he says, I'm going home to my daughter's. Screw you guys. But I am here to serve and protect. So I'm going to take this, put it in stolen pro property, and you can claim it on Monday morning, Mr. Phillips. And he, well, that... he knows it's the winning ticket. Oh, no. Wait a minute. So this white cop is taking this black man's winning ticket? No, Michael. No. What's, so what's going to happen? Well, skip the white black stuff, for Christ's sake. Come on. You got Forrester and, and drums? I'm sure the... the, the this white man is giving the black man his lottery winnings, isn't he? Well, I don't know. Maybe in the sequel, he doesn't give it to him. <laughs> Maybe in the sequel. <laughs> In this film, our hero, the white guy, right. gives the black guy, because you want to say everything's white and black, his James winning Earl, Mr. lottery ticket. Mr. James Earl Jones. His yeah. winning lottery ticket. What a great race we are. Well, I mean, do, don't you think if this movie was made now, that would, this would be the issue? No. All right. Forster does have that face, though. Like, when he plays cops, it's like uh -huh. this kind of neutral... He always plays cops and army guys. Oh, well, I'm trying to think of a whimsical film he did. Okay, I got a list here. Can you can you do a list like after he did Jackie Brown, the films? Yeah, but only the ones I cared about. Yeah, that's perfect. Jackie Brown, he goes, Me, myself, and Irene, Mulholland Drive, one of those Charlie's Angels. Cops. Cop. Um, yeah, he's Mulholland Drive, he was Detective Harry McKnight. You're right. Me, myself, and Irene, he was Colonel Partington. A lucky number 11, he was a thug. Um, oh, great movie. Thick as Thieves, he was Lieutenant Sam Weber. Olympus Has Fallen, he was General Edward Clegg. I mean, you're right. Yeah. Oh, General, there's, there's that. Yeah. Okay, guys, see what I did? Yeah, I did the yeah. right thing. He goes, tell me you didn't do it. And he goes, I did the right thing thing but these guys are gonna get away with it right like they're not gonna do you think james earl jones will press charges like this guy smashed the bottle on my no head? he doesn't he just wants his winnings to get the fuck out 
I guess, yes. See, if he was the star of this movie, we would know. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hitting a wall on this one. Yeah, well, okay, I see your point of view. It would have been neat to tell it from his uh, perspective. Right, because uh, I see myself in that position where, like, uh, the viper's den. Yeah, like all my dreams are 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 stuck in a viper's den, and I have to go in there and get it and, and uh-huh. get it out alive. And I suddenly realize that I won six million dollars, and I have to get out of there with the ticket. Like that's the it would have been an there. excellent film. And um, thank you, Carl. Yeah, you know what? It would be really cool if you get the exact same actors and everything. Is James Earl Jones with us? He, I don't think he. <laughs> He passed away, I believe. Oh, darn. I don't know. Well, then I should check. So he's like, call Carla, explain why you didn't get the thing, and go marry her. And Fishman is out. Quickly gonna... got his heart broke, man. You don't want to be a fucking skunk and kill a guy. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. They're going to let him off easy, right? Ah, uh, Reynolds. He will not pay for hitting him on the head with the wine bottle, no. So do you think they'll have a poker game next week, Carl? Uh, Yes. Yes, I do. And I don't think Avery will be there. No, I don't think Avery. That would be a a great movie. If Avery's invited and and joins their poker game. Mm Mm-hmm. And becomes a regular. Yeah. Okay, so now he's giving Avery his coat to leave. And there's, he's like, I appreciate what you tried to do. You tried to do the right thing and give me the ticket. But he goes, look, dun, 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 here's your bloody ticket. He gotcha. gave the cop the wrong one. He did it so that Fishman and Quigley would think that there's no point anymore in staying there and trying to steal a ticket. So now James Earl Jones freaks out. Huh. Now he's acting. Well, he gets. Uh, this is how the movie wraps up. Yep. What a good guy. He's vicariously living through James Earl Jones's um, happiness right now. Well, he. Did, <laughs> I guess the story. His story. The point of this movie is that. Uh, he did the wrong thing by swapping the ticket in the in the and then he has to go suffer the consequences and ultimately his he does the right thing right and the same thing will be happening now he's going to get on the phone with carla he's going to get her voicemail and he's going to say i love you and he's going to explain himself you know gets the voice machine god this movie is a time machine and also just they can't have like a scene where they talk in a different location Another mixtape. Yeah, I know. These CDRs. He burned it. Tepper. That's his name. Tepper and Carla. There's Carla's picture. Now he's going to call up Carla. Leave a message and I'll call you back. Yo, bitch. You're the best. You're the best broad I own. 
I never told you before. Oh, they don't even get her in the scene. They just have the voicemail. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there you go. Because it's not about her and him and their relationship. It's about his change. Yeah, but it's also about a budget where they just stay in the room and wrap the film up. Oh, no, there's, no there's, there has to be a twist ending, right? Who's knocking at the door? That's right. That's right, Michael. You're so sharp. Who's knocking at the door? I didn't, didn't I just say like an hour ago that uh, uh, James Earl Jones Hi, I'm Avery Phillips. You called my brother-in-law about a ticket? About my, about my wallet? Oh, and there's the Metro. See, he wasn't a retired uh, airplane, right. whatever. Avery, it says on his... Yeah. Listen, that's obvious the thing. <laughs> no, but here's what I don't understand. And this was what doesn't make sense in the movie. If the, how would Avery know that, right? Because the brother-in-law, Victor, wouldn't tell Avery, I found, this guy found your wallet and I'm going to go steal your lottery ticket. Well, he called the number and oh. his friend picked up the phone and he said, yeah, sure. I am the guy. Oh, yeah. Wait, he, so he, he found out the lottery ticket was a winner after he told his brother-in-law Avery, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, these are questions to ponder. Uh, Carl, what do you think of this movie? Uh, I thought this movie was just okay, but I mean, it wasn't really the right movie for your film because for, it wasn't really the right movie for your podcast because it was not a broken down train wreck that you need a friend to watch with you. Well, it was kind of a, well, it could have been a train wreck. You had the host of the most popular reality show of all time. Mm -hmm. Rachel directs a one location uh, thing with some, by the way, I have to apologize. If I said that Ozzie Davis was married to James Earl Jones, I don't know why I even said that. Uh, but, That's a guy. You mean the, the, what? Well, uh, well so the spouses are, are Julianne Mayer. They divorced in 72. Okay. And uh, Cecilia Hart, they were married in 82. She passed away in, in 2016. Very uh, suspicious. And so, but I I, uh, I do apologize. It must be this coffee I'm drinking that I'm just spouting out words. <laughs> but uh, he he's still alive, James Earl Jones. According oh, to he's great. Wikipedia. Mike, Mike, we have to pitch yes. Survivor Dude on this exact same film but through the eyes of James Earl Jones. I think he would do it. Listen, I think it's a great idea because- And look, let's have him call up, uh, call up Avery and tell him, then find out the number's a winner, then well, so run listen, now that I'm sorry, yeah, to tell him, I, I just realized, no, I'm sorry, Carl, I cut you off. Oh, whatever, no, I'm fine. All right, well, I, sir. I, if, I, I just like your idea and I think we should run for- for, well, now that I know this. the twist ending, now that I actually watched the entire movie. Uh, Does that ruin it? No, because what he did was he pretended to be the Avery. He pretended yeah. to be the other guy. And yeah. then uh, so he, he took the money. So yeah. let's say it's a film and I could see Bill Pullman or, uh, play this role. Uh, the dead Bill Pullman? Okay. Well, like, no, the idea is like, so James Earl Jones uh, has a friend who, okay. who's, whose brother-in-law always bets on his granddaughter's, uh, you know, his friend's niece's birthday. Uh, birthday. So he always knows, and he always says the same thing, and these guys all hang around. So he knows that he bets on it. So he, he sees overhears Victor. Right, So, but or maybe Victor talks about it. Maybe there's a scene where they're all friends, and all three of them are, uh, uh, are 
betting on the lottery. And it's like, oh, you're betting on 10-23-91, your granddaughter's birthday. Yeah. And, 911. Oh, hey, I'm going to go check the five o'clock airing of the number reveal. And then so he sees it, he realizes it's the birth date. And he's like, oh, shit, he has it. I'm going to have to kill Avery or something. And Avery's like, I lost my wallet. And now, so he's not going to kill him. And the, the thing is gone. What's he going to do? Suddenly the phone rings. Right. It's Tepper saying, hey, I got your wallet. And he's like, oh, yeah, I am Avery. I'll be right over. <laughs> he goes and unbeknownst, so he thinks he, he, so there's the motive, the reason for him to go to the stranger's house. He's okay. going to try to get a $6 million lottery ticket out of him. Easy peasy, the movie's over. However, unbeknownst to him, Matthew Lillard and uh, Alanis Morris's ex have a, you know, catch our, and, and Ryan Reynolds and this other guy, this other guy swapped out, gave him the wrong lottery ticket, right? Maybe he knows, maybe he doesn't have a chance to check the wallet and he finally does and it's not the ticket, you know? Okay. And then uh, he plays cards and he's trying to pretend to be Avery. That's the conflict there. And these guys are trying to do what we saw them do. Uh, you know, she, he's trying to avoid bringing up lottery tickets. He brings out, here's a card, uh, it's, it's Dieter. Yeah, once you get out of the house. No, Derek Jeter, not Dieter. Yeah, it's Dieter, but baseball okay, pretty Dieter. Okay. Yeah, and then so, and then he realizes that, no, wait a minute, I got the wrong ticket. He's in the bathroom. And then the other guy's in the bathroom. Maybe we get a point of view for all the characters. And he does that card swap. And then the other character comes in and steps on the card. So they're all doing these different things. So now it's set in motion. And you don't know who's going to get the ticket. And then, yeah, maybe you have like Robert Forrester, or I guess, because he did pass away and he was married to Ozzy Davis. Oh, right. He can't yeah. be in the film. But, but I'm saying like, well, there'll be a different guy, right? Okay. But, yeah, but I mean, like, he shows up and then it plays itself out, <coughs> and then at the end, maybe the real Avery walks up the steps. Okay. And that's when the film ends. Like he sees James Earl Jones walking away with the ticket, getting away with it, and uh, maybe it, the it maybe itself. Maybe Tepper is watching, like he's watching from the door. <laughs> And then he gets shot by the old lady and he, he gets shot in the head and the camera goes straight close up to the head. And then the letters DN uh, show up in 70s font. And then the movie the abruptly ends. You should yeah. be in Probst's office right now. Oh, I should. Uh, it'll be like, listen, buddy, if you want to be on my reality show, you got to go through the process. No, no, I, I want you to write another movie. I want yeah. you to direct another film. I I'm want you to make a sequel. I'm here for the sequel. All right. Well, that's my feel for this movie. Very uh, nice. Yeah, we, it needs to be remade. It had immediately to the view of James Earl Jones. Uh, well, I hope you enjoyed <laughs> the movie as much as we did. That was, of course, Finder's Fee from yeah. 2001. Uh, good old New York City film shot in Canada. Uh, <laughs> Vancouver. Vancouver. Let's make a uh, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Is a production of Carl. My friend makes the good song. He does the, the, the production. He gets it out to the station. Uh, does the interviews. Does the research. Labor of love. Labor of love. So we'll be back next week. We hope to see you there. Uh, thank you, Muni Radio. Thank you, audience. Thank you, audience. We finally saw our numbers. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank next you. Next week. Yeah. All right. Later. Let's watch. A full-length movie on YouTube.
this is Carl. Uh, I, I, Mike's friend. I wrote this song. Uh, my turn-ons are satin sheets and waves. Champagne tickles my nose. And I love to paint outdoors. Listen, you should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. The French duh, not the oh, oh, duh. Let's watch a full-length Good evening and welcome. It is 6 p.m. here in the Michigan District in San Francisco. I am your host, Perkins Warbeck, back from the insurrection, which was not successful. I am back to host my lovely Gates of Delirium as back as the original host. I've been away for a few weeks, but I'm happy to be back with you to bring you two hours of scintillating and scorching and sometimes pastoral progressive rock and roll. We are listening here at mutinyradio.fm and I am with my cohort and technical wizard Pamelita Benyamin. Pamelita Benyamin who is the guiding soul, the guiding spirit between behind our efforts here at mutinyradio.fm to bring the truth to the people, whatever the truth may be. The people are in dire need of truth. And so I'm doing my little part here as Perkins Warbeck at Gates of Delirium, bringing them the truth of aesthetic excellence in the field of rock and roll. Tonight we have an amazing variety of things to bring you. I'm going to start with a fan favorite from way back in 1971. This is Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along. 